of all Champions League goalkeepers I've seen, and Carrius included, what about the fellow in the goal for Villarreal? Carrius included is the worst thing any Liverpool <laughs> fan can say. That's the harshest. Well, Carrius was hopeless, wasn't he? OTB AM, live, weekday mornings from 7.30 on the OTB Sports app. We're turning to Hurling, Aidan Fogarty is with us. Aidan, good morning to you, how are you on? Morning lads, how are you doing? Yeah, pretty good. Um, let's talk about the match at the weekend before we talk about the afters. Uh, a lot of, I guess a lot of the actual match itself has been overshadowed somewhat. Um, what's, what's your instinct now about where Kilkenny are and uh, on the evolutionary scale, the style of play that they're trying to get to? How successful are they and how much are we reading into the fact that they got back into the game against Galway? Um, only to to lose it at the very end. Like, what's the truth about where they are at the moment? Yeah, um, I think some of their some of their old frailties kind of came back to back to haunt them a small bit. I think um, I think on front, Kilkenny are struggling and have been struggling um, for long periods uh, of games over the last couple of years. They're very reliant on say certain players. So if I was looking at the weekend. Uh, over the years you had TJ Reid and we always said TJ Reid are making them tick and take TJ Reid out of that team and out of that forward line particularly and see how see how good they are now TJ is probably coming to the end of his career possibly you know he's 34 35 years of age um, you know you wonder how much is left of them I think there's, there's still something to offer obviously and uh, I think being taken off the last day he, he won't be too happy but I suppose we have Owen Cody stepping up to the plate now and if you take on Cody out of that forward line, nobody else really stood up. Um, so for me, it, it, it's really the forwards uh, uh, dropping are not scoring enough for us. Um, Owen Cody was the main man on Sunday for, for Kenny and he was very dangerous, very good. Uh, Walter Welsh uh, was, was very good as well. But after that, you know, Billy Ryan got a goal to hand him on the plate. Uh, Keown came off the bench, was kind of irrelevant really. Uh, Parig Welsh was curtailed and I was surprised really uh, he was on the ball a, a little bit, but in fairness, um, the centre-back for Galway uh, really hurled him up a stick. And that's where I felt the game was kind of lost. And we were kind of hurling in patches, but just more so Galway letting him back in the game. Um, I felt Galway were a five or six team, uh, point better team than, than Kilkenny on the day. And we're lucky to get the goal. Last year, we were lucky to go, get a goal in a semi-final as well. And... Really, it's just the heart and the grit and the determination and the drive that we always associate with Kilkenny that kind of shun through. Um, so for me, it, it, it's up front, really. Our backs, I felt, in fairness to them, they stood up, they cleared a lot of ball, um, and they, they did feel more a little bit more comfortable playing the short game. But in saying that, there was a few times the ball went over the line. Owen Murphy made a few uncharacteristics, mistakes, you know, a hand pass... Uh, that went astray, a ball out over the line. So I still think they're getting to grips of the short game uh, in the high intensity of championship. And in the league, they're getting away with it maybe because it's not as intense. But in championship, it's shown up slightly, the small little mistakes, they're getting turned over and they're getting punished because of it. And that's what I feel that is still happening to Kenny. They still haven't got uh, to the short game 100%. The, the TJ conversation is really interesting. Like It feels this is... A very new conversation. It feels that nobody would have had these doubts around TJ last year or even in the club season that we saw with, with Ballyhale. Like, it, it, am I just missing the conversation? Ha, has this been happening for a while or or is this very much reacting to, to what's happened last weekend in particular? 
No, I think, well, in Kilkenny, I think, anyway, and the word on the street is, I suppose, what's left in TJ. We're all a little bit worried <laughs> because, as I said, he was he was the leader for Kilkenny for so many years and such a brilliant and such a talented hurler. But the reality is, what what's left in TJ? Um, I suppose looking at him on Sunday, he got a ball there, he put it over the bar. Other times he would put the head down and, and took on the goal, you know, just just small things. Now, he's been carrying a knock. He's been playing injured for Ballyhale uh, for the last couple of months. Uh, I think it was a grind. He got an operation on it. So he's struggling with that. And when you're at that age where you're struggling with an injury, other little niggles tend to come at you as well. So he is struggling to find a bit of fitness. But in saying that, well, at the top level, at the club scene, you didn't really see it. But when you go to inter-county level, at the top, top, top level, that's where you're found out. And it's that 1% of where you're actually really at. And then... Also with that, it's the mind thing. When you get to, when you're getting when you're getting the shoving on, when you hear little rumors maybe of what's left in you, when you're taking off in a game, your mind as an older player plays tricks on you, and you're more kind of worried. As a young fella, you don't care. It's kind of off the cuff. You're young. You're kind of you, you don't mind anymore. But when you're older, you take everything to heart. So I just felt in that in the time when he took the point instead of the goal, if that was TJ of old, he would have been just so driven and in his head that I can get this, but. Maybe there's small doubts creeping into him, but in saying that, he is injured. He got 35 minutes into him. He could start. He probably will start the next day. And there's definitely two or three more big games in him. But it's just it's it's creeping up on him a small bit, I think. And maybe that's the problem for Kilkenny now is their remaining fixtures are Dublin and Wexford, so they've got in inverted commas the easy fixtures out of the way in their first couple. So like is, is it a, like you can't really rest him at this point? I mean, and it sounds like he could do with a couple of weeks off. Yeah, no, I can't. You definitely can't rest him. Um, it's coming week on week. Hmm. Um, we have to lose now against Galway, so we're under pressure. We're under pressure yeah. going to Parnell Park, um, a serious place to go to. Dublin will be out of their skins, and that's going to be a tough, tough physical game. You know, we're after coming out of a physical game against Galway, we're going to go into another game against uh, Dublin and Parnell. They're going to be hitting us left, right, and centre. And you know, there's, there's there's no room if you get injured. At this time of year, especially if you get a bad injury, you're basically gone for the season. You see John McGrath or Tip, you know, his Achilles gone for the season. If you pick up a niggle and a knock, it's going to be so hard to to kind of curtail it and get your confidence up and get and get flowing. Because the last thing you need when the matches are coming ticking fast is an injury on your mind. And when an injury is on your mind, you're kind of you're, you're kind of minding it and you cannot mind it in these games because they're just coming so ticking fast. OK, what did you make of the handshake? <laughs> well, I tell you, if, uh, if Steven, Steven Spielberg would be proud of RTE's camera work, I think, uh, on Sunday, um, he should have got an Oscar for it. But look, there's, there's so much talk about it. It overshadowed the game in ways. Um, I don't remember what happened in the game. I'm gonna, I, I, there was a goal at the end. There was a bit of a dodgy free. Yeah. What else happened? I can't remember. <laughs> like if this, if Kenny Galway meet again, will they even show the match? I think they'll just be straight <laughs> on Cody and on Henry for for, for 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 seventy minutes. But look, I I think there was something in it, lads. Um, and I think it's uh, there's there's a few scenarios. I think look, Henry has hurled for Kenny for twelve or thirteen years. Um, won whatever he's ten All Irelands. Um. Just like a Kenny man at heart, loves his county, loves playing for his club. And he's after going to Galway and he's after taking probably a couple of secrets out of the Kenny dressing room. He's probably bringing, you know, things that we would have learned over the years. And rightly so. You know, things you learn, you're going to implement on your own team. So he's gone to Galway, uh, up to Connacht with all this knowledge. Um, the second thing I think, now this is probably from a Cody's perspective and... 
I'm not saying like it's hard to it's so hard to read Cody, but the Bob O'Keefe Cup, Brian Cody wants that Bob O'Keefe Cup staying in Leinster. I feel. I feel he wants a Kilkenny to win it, he wants a, a Wexford to win it. He wouldn't he'd be a traditionalist, he'll be old school. He'd feel that that cup should be staying in Leinster and not to Connacht. Um that that's the second thing. And then you have the match itself. You have like you had that last couple of minutes of play where Donnelly got um, a goal that he shouldn't have got. Uh, there was probably a hostile atmosphere in, in Salt Hill. I played in Salt Hill before. It can be very hostile. The, the, the fans can get in on you. You know, the crowd was roaring. The ball is poked out straight away. Um, a free that wasn't a free, was it not a free? Um, and next thing, just put over the bar and just blown up. And I'd say Cody was absolutely fuming with the free. I'd say he thought it was definitely not a free and that the referee should have even blown it up after after full time just for a draw. So you can imagine all that going on, the crowd on top of you, and he's, he was making a beeline for Callum Lines, and next thing, Henry kind of caught in the way of that. And I'd say the red mist was down over Brian, and that he was he was fuming the ref, and next thing he saw Henry and said, in his own head, he, I, I would have felt that he kind of said, you should be down with Kilkenny or you, you should be, you know, you're a Kilkenny man and next thing we're up here in Galway after getting beaten by by a Galway team you're managing. Um, and in the heat of the moment, I think he just kind of let his guard down slightly. Um, and, you know, three minutes later, I think that would have been a different handshake. And that's right. Like, if I was up there and if I was managing and if I got bet by a pint that I didn't think it was, was a free and it was over the bar, I'd be thick. And I don't care who I'd be shaking hands with, I, I, I'd be angry. And I think... Players in general are con- are competitors, and Brian always has a managerial battle on the line as well. Don't forget that uh, he had it with Jared Cunning over the years. He had it with Davy Fitz over the years. I think Dalo turned a shoulder into him there. Yeah, in Dalo. Yeah, t- t- two thousand and four or two thousand three around that time as well with Clare. Dalo would be practically Brian, playing right corner back sometimes. <laughs> he would. He would. He'd be sneaking up, uh, giving him giving him digs. So for Brian it's always a managerial battle on the line as well and that kind of feeds into the team and if you ever look at the qualities of the Kenny teams over the years and it's a credit to Brian Cody um, it's drive it's heart it's determination and I always say that a team reflects the manager and I think Brian has a persona on the sideline he wants to win the battle on the sideline and he wasn't going to give in to softness shaking Henry's hand saying congratulations well done a big chat a big overall friend. No hope. That's not Cody. That's not Cody's style. No. Well, I was just, I was just gonna. I didn't realize that. So, like uh, uh, the, the, the 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 bit about the Baba O'Keefe Cup and the tradition of you know Leinster teams competing for the Leinster Trophy. So, like in terms of those Leinster counties that Kilkenny would have had a rivalry with, I would have assumed maybe Wexford would have been the the, the biggest one. But actually, from what you're saying there, in Brian Cody's mind, Galway is. Is is the real is, is is a real source of not hatred but distaste for Brian Cody within the Leinster Championship? Well, I suppose well, like it depends who you're playing. It depends um, like the competition between the, the teams. If if we're beating Galway every year, year in year out, and not even giving us a game, then they're not really becoming our rival. Um, it depends. Um, Wexford kind of came all of a sudden. They beat us in the Leinster final. Next thing, all of a sudden, Wexford were our biggest rival. You know, and, and Cody had a hatred for, for them. And whoever team is beating you, you have a hatred for. Like when Tip beat us, we didn't like that. And so, so it, it, I suppose it differs from year on year. But definitely, Brian is a traditionalist and he wouldn't like to see the, the O'Keefe Cup going to Galway. And Galway would have took a scalp out of Kenny over the years. In 2005, Roderick flicked the ball over at Kennedy's head, you know, uh, for, for, to beat us in an Ireland semi-final. 
Um, they beat us in 2012 in the Leinster final. So they have taken scalps out of Kenny and I just feel that Brian wouldn't like to see that cup going, going to Connacht and he, he'd like to see like Munster or Munster. He'd like to see Leinster or Leinster and he wouldn't like to see it going out to the county. That's pretty interesting. I, I have one last thing about this, right? Um, the aftermath as we've uh, you know we're still talking about it four days later uh, and that's just because the soap opera is spectacular uh, there's been criticism of Cody you know he should have been a bigger man all that they they hurled together they soldiered together they're, they're comrades you're basically saying I mean come on that's not that's not the case we would all have been exactly the same that's the whole point here we're playing to win um, so in Kilkenny is everybody broadly supportive of their man I think, I think in Kilkenny, uh, the view the view is mixed. I think everyone has a little wry smile on their faces going around. Um, everyone has their own opinion, and um, look, I think uh, people have the utmost respect for Brian Cody, and they have the utmost respect for Henry Shefflin. I'm just saying, in my view, in the heat of battle, you know, friendships. No one is there to make friends at the top level, and Brian is after winning whatever he's 12, 13 All Irelands. He's not there to make friends. He said it before. He's not there to make friends. And anyone who's making friends and being everything is jolly and everything is happy, you're not going to win a whole lot. So, in Kilkenny, everyone respects Gal- or Henry gone to gone to gone to Galway, and you know they're they're not saying he shouldn't have went or he should have went. Everyone has a different opinion. That's that's what I'm, I'm probably trying to say. Yeah. The, the, compel- the competitive nature. But no one's blaming is- Cody for for being a little bit thick in the aftermath of the game. It's like he just got beaten by uh, somebody who he you know shouldn't be getting beaten by in his view and so therefore that's okay I guess yeah like yeah. in my view as I said like everyone has their own opinion people like some people say like he should have had a chat he's after winning 10 All-Ireland with him you know great friends and all that um, but I just say in my view uh, it's the competitive nature and you know two seconds after a final whistle after getting beaten by a pint I don't know if you're going to be all chummy chummy to, to, to anybody no um, you, you know so that, that that's my take on it I think 10 minutes later they probably would have had a right smile and probably said, "Look, we'll get you again," or whatever the case may be. But um, definitely not that, not in that scenario. But I do think, from a Cody's I think it did slip from a small bit. I think he did get caught up in the moment a little bit. I think he was fuming uh, because Brian is not a man to bring attention onto himself, um, and never was. And he knew cameras were going to be on that handshake, so that's why I feel he did let it slip a bit. And Henry, if you look back at the, the second uh, video I seen where he looked across at him. He was kind of thinking, what what was that about? What what just happened there? So that's where I think the the conflict was, just for them couple of minutes. But then I think three minutes later, it would have been just nothing in it. Uh, we're going to go through the contenders to the throne. I think Aidan, we're going to go through like if we, if we asked you to do your power rankings, it would have been Limerick at number one. So that's boring. So what we're going to do is do, do our top five contenders to Limerick this year in the All Ireland hurling championship. So do you want to take us through these five to one? Yeah, um, sure. I think look, it's probably easier to start with the the, the team. I think that's that's uh, capable of um, of beating Limerick. Um, in my view, and I still think it. I still think Watford are equipped um, to take down the the Limerick team. I think they're closing a gap uh, a small bit. I think last year uh, they were beaten uh, in the semi finals as one twenty five to seventeen points. They were beaten by eleven points. This year they got it back to three points. Now, albeit they kind of got uh, one or two late goals, but still got it back to three points. Um, I think Watford are on, are, are on the road long enough now with Cal. I think they have a settledish enough team. I think their confidence in themselves are high to have to win the league. Um, I think the players themselves are buying in to Liam Cal's mantra. 
I think they do work hard. Uh, very, very pacey team when they get going. And they have they have game changers. You know, they have Hutchinson inside. They have Kylie now inside as well. A ball winner can control it out. Um, um, Barron in midfield as well. Austin Gleeson. Like, they really have household names now. Mm. And it's coming to the stage where I think Watford need to get over the line. And if they don't get over the line the next couple of years, it'll start to slip again. And if they win one, they could win two in, in a couple of years. And I just I just feel physical. To beat Limerick, you need to be physical. I think you need to get goals and you need to go at them. Now, that's not saying you're going to be breaking every tackle, but you need that in your locker room. And I think Watford do have that mentality. And as I said, they're playing as a team long enough now and they have a good panel and a good um, a good bench there as well. And you're going to need that. Who's number two? Number two, we're talking about them a couple of weeks ago. I think Clare are really, really good. Ooh, um, right. I had my I had my doubts about them, but I think they're really good. And I think they're number two for the reason that they're interchanging their forwards, first of all. So that's going to keep Limerick thinking. So you'll have Shane O'Donnell could be in, fo- in full forward. Peter Dunn could be out half forward. Ian Ganvin could start anywhere. Tony Kelly hasn't even set, set the scene alight, even though he's still scoring his three or four points. So I think the forward line are really, really good. And I think they're... If you look at Peter Duggan's body language, he's hitting lads. He's aggressive. He's, yeah. he's, he's, he's an angry-looking man on, on the pitch. And you need that. And I think the half-back line of McInerney, um, uh, Connellan, and um, I can't think of the other fellow there, but um, yeah, McNerney and Connell, and I can't think of the other lad. I think they're set up really, really well, and I think they're whole. They, they have a good strategy of how they're playing. Okay, they know they know if a guy is going in midfield, they're either holding or they're following. Um, they have their sweeper system if they need it. They don't tend to play it, and they can really, really mix it. All right, so who's three? Um, three, I probably go for Galway. Um, I think there's more in them. Yeah. I think they're. they're I think. Um, Against Wexford, they let Wexford back into it. They should have won that game by, in my in my view, four or five points. They should have beat Kenny by four or five points. Um, they're, they're they're strong and they're physical as well. Um, they need a bit more belief. They need a bit more drive. They need a bit more intensity. But that's things they can work on. Okay. But I think Galway in general have the ammunition, and they took it to Limerick. They're, they were probably the contenders in 2019, 2020. Yeah. Um, so that's only that's only two or three years ago. Yeah, so. and it's a different team. Well, it's, I suppose it's the same like Real Madrid. Several of the important characters of the team are still there. So who's next? I'll go for Milwaukee Kenny then. After right. that, yeah. I think so too. I, I've seen them written off. Some of my friends are like thinking they're not going to, they're not going to make, they're not going to make it out of Leinster, let alone the Leinster final. But okay, so you're. You're getting them through to the Leinster final then, I suspect. Is that right? I'm getting them through to the Leinster final. Now, okay. They might not top the table, but they, they, they could come second. But God, like it's a serious two matches that yeah. they have to play. Um, That's so what we want. I, I, I think Kenny, I think, the, I think if they get it right, I think because they'll have the, all the aggression and they'll have the intensity, they'll have all that. If they just get their hurling right and, and get a few players playing Playing in top form, we talk about Adrian Mullen. He hasn't hit the heights that he, he has hit. Billy Ryan, there's so much potential in Billy Ryan. Uh, if you get TJ Reid back to 90% of what he was, they're a force to be reckoned with. Okay. And, they'll be, and they will be angry. And I think they're the physicality as well. I, I, I'm dying to see them against Limerick. And who's five? Yeah. Five, then I would probably go with Dublin. You know, and I'm just, I, I'm saying that because I'm thinking who's going to come out of the two provinces. And I think it'll be Watford. I think it'll be Limerick and I think it will be Clare maybe not in the order and I think it will be Galway Dublin 
and Kilkenny.